want to use those two scriptures that have been read to talk from the subject. Be careful of the south winds. Be careful of the south winds. From these writings of the Acts of the Apostles, this this 27th chapter covers yet another episode in the in the action packed life and the exciting life of the Apostle Paul. Or you remember the Apostle Paul who was formerly known as Saul of Tarsus. You remember how he went about persecuting God's people. Somebody mentioned it, I believe it was David this morning that mentioned uh, that Damascus Road experience where the Lord blinded Saul on his animal. Because he was doing ill will towards God's people. Stop by this morning to tell you sometimes God will get your attention. He'll blind you or he'll do something to get your attention when you're not doing what he has purposed you to do. And so, and so Paul had traveled since that episode. He had traveled all across the then, then known world. He had given of himself and he had preached his heart out. He walked from that very Damascus road on to Jerusalem and he met up with the rest of the disciples. And from there he put on his walking shoes. And he went throughout the then known world establishing churches, congregations of churches of Christ, wherever he went. Paul came in contact with all kinds of obstacles in life. And in the process he came across some people who were threatened by what Paul was preaching and consequently tried to get rid of Paul. Paul ended up in court. You need to read this 27th chapter in its entirety. But Paul ended up in court. He stood before the king, King Agrippa. And before the governor Festus. But Paul was not satisfied, Hollis, with their verdict. And so he appealed his case. He appealed his case to Caesar. And so now he's on a ship. On his way to Rome. To face Caesar. To stand before Caesar's court. So he's out there on the raging sea. They got to a place called Crete. It was already October. And sailing was known to be dangerous for several months after the fall season began. And so Paul warned the captain of the ship that it was best to try not to sail at this time of the season because of the weather. Sometimes we have to be mindful of the weather. I'm not talking about the snow and ice or the rain, but the weather conditions that surround our lives. Sometimes we have to be careful of the weather that we're engaged in. So Paul said to the 
Captain, we shouldn't sail right now. The weather promises to be too bad. It promises to be too dangerous. But the ship's captain and a crew of about 276 people. This captain relied on his navigational abilities and wouldn't listen to Paul. There are always going to be folks who won't listen to you. No matter how much you know, no matter how skilled you are, no matter what credentials you might hold, there are always going to be folks who won't listen to what you have to say. And even though you may know that you're right, doesn't mean that folks are always going to listen to you. Jesus remind us in Matthew, the 10th chapter, and verse number 36. He says, a man's foes shall be they of his own household. In other words, the greatest obstacle or difficulty that you would ever have to deal with will no doubt come from within your own house. No matter how long you've lived, if, if you're not careful, the folks in your own house will be the first ones that won't listen to you. Husbands won't listen to wives and wives won't listen to husbands. Parents won't listen to children. Children won't listen to parents. Even in the church, most of our problems come from rebellion within the church. It's not so much to declare of people on the outside coming in and attacking us. You so Paul, Paul said you, you ought to stay where you are until spring comes. Uh, we have to deal sometimes with the seasons that we're in. In our season, it might not because it's not our season yet. Paul says you, 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 you need to stay right here. You need to stay right here. Until until the spring comes. But the captain wouldn't listen to him. Because the text says the south winds blew softly. It's there in the text. The south winds blew softly. If you look at that 13th verse of this 27th chapter. And when the south winds blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose or, or in other words, their desire, loosening this or putting out to sea, the Bible says they sailed close by Crete. You see, the south winds, Hollis, deceived the captain. But Paul wasn't listening to the wind. Paul was listening to the man that controlled the wind. And Paul said, we need to stay here until spring. Sometimes we have to just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes we get too anxious to jump into stuff that's going to cause us problems. Sometimes we have to sit back and and as the young folks say, just chill for a minute. We have to stand back and wait sometimes. Wait on the Lord. But the captain, relying on the blowing of the south wind, he was deceived by, by the softness of the south wind. 
He was deceived by, by the easy going of the south wind. Well, I, I came this morning to warn you that in life we have to be careful as to not be deceived by the south wind in your life. You see, the south wind represents things that start off easy. Things that appear to be harmless. Things that start off just for fun. Things that deceive us into believing that everything is going to be smooth sailing. Stop by to tell you, it's kind of like when you start off with your ABCs. That's pretty easy. ABC, we even make songs about it. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's easy. But just keep on reading. The words become bigger and more complex. And become more difficult. And then the words stretch into sentences. And the sentences step into paragraphs. And the paragraphs stretch into chapters. And pretty soon it becomes complex and complicated. But it started off easy. A, B, C. It's kind of like starting off learning to count. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Easy. But just keep on going. Then you run, you, you, you graduate from math into algebra and uh, geometry and trigonometry. And before you know it, it's hard and it's difficult. Start off by, by little reading. See John run. Run John, but just keep on until you develop into those mysteries of novels and what have you. And it becomes complex to understand. What appears to be harmless is my point that we become deceived. The Bible says they went out there on the sea because they were deceived by the south winds, the soft blowing of the south winds. And when they got out there on the sea, things changed. Circumstances changed. Conditions changed. The south wind changed into a destructive wind. So much so that the captain could no longer control the ship. And so he just loosed it and let it go. Oh, it's difficult when your ship is being tossed out on the sea of life. And you lose control. And you don't know what to do. And you just throw up your hands and say, take it wherever you want it to go. That's a dangerous thing, but... That's what the ship's captain did. You see, we live in a, we live in a changing world. Watch out for the south winds, Terry. When a baby is born, the winds blow softly. Small, humble, obedient. Whatever you want to do with it. But that same baby is going to change. The winds of adolescence are going to blow in your house. I'm just saying don't be deceived by the south winds because the winds are going to change. Well, let's, let's, let's move a little, a little closer to home. Haven't you seen a groom with his best man standing in front of the preacher waiting with great anticipation for the woman who is, who is the apple of his eye? Then all the eyes focus on the rear of the building as the The bride slowly makes her way towards him. They stand together and they say, for better or for worse. They say, for richer or for poor. They say, in sickness and in health. 
for those few moments, it seems like heaven has come down to earth. And they get so excited, Sister Clara, that they say, they say, they stand there and they say, till death do us part. Let come what may. Those are the south winds. But it won't be very long before the winds change. Starts off that she'll cook bacon and eggs for him every morning, Cliff. He'll tell her everywhere he's gone, I'm going to be here, there, this time, and he calls her all through the day. Honey, I was just thinking about you. Kiss her in the morning. Sister Clarence, kiss her when he comes in. Those, those are the south winds. We live in a changing world. A man, man said that when he got married, he was looking for an ideal situation. And, and shortly after he was married for a few months, he found out that he'd gotten an ordeal. And, and, and after that, he was looking for a new deal. And so I'm trying to tell you that the winds will change in your life. Live in a, in a changing world. Don't be deceived, be deceived by the winds in your life. How many drug addicts listening to the south winds was just out for a little fun? No intentions of developing a $1,700 a day drug habit. Just out to have a little fun. How many alcoholics listening to the winds was just out for a little socializing, just just a little happy hour. No intentions of requiring taste for the stuff. Just just out for a little good time. How many compulsive gamblers listening to the winds started out just to see what the riverboat was like over there in Peor Oh, y'all don't know nothing about that. Uh the the the, the, the casino let me go let me move. Uh, uh out in Las Vegas, y'all ain't close to that. Started out to see what the Riverboat Casino was all about. No intentions of, of losing their whole paycheck, unable to pay bills the next month. How many delinquent church members? Draw up your toes now. How many delinquent church members listening to the South Wind started out just being a little late? Then missing on a Wednesday night and, and then just one Sunday. What would one Sunday hurt? Now, they don't come at all. Started off missing one, one Sunday's offering. God will understand one Sunday. Missing one prayer meeting. One Bible study. And even sometimes young folks never thought about a baby boy or a baby girl. Never thought about 18 years of responsibility. I'm talking about the south winds now. Just wanted to experience a little fun. And about a month later, the south winds changed to the north winds. And, and you kept looking for the south winds. And you started saying, my, my south wind is late. My south wind is late. My south, some of y'all will get that on the way home. And a few weeks later, you went to the doctor and he told you all about the north wind. I'm simply saying that the winds of life will change on you. Because we live in a changing, a changing world. We change butter for, for margarine. And they even took the, the name of it, uh, Sister Claire, just like butter. Well, it ain't butter. You change butter to margarine and you change sugar for, for sweetened loaf. Change rubber for synthetic and cow milk for almond silk. 
hen eggs for instant eggs. I tell you, we live in a changing world. And life will change on you the same way. Take a group of kids who start off in kindergarten and the first grade and then you look at them as they graduate from high school and they march across the stage and get their diploma and they have all kinds of dreams and, and aspirations. But oh, when you try to locate them for the 20 year reunion, my how things have changed. Some of them, Sister Claire, don't have no teeth. Some don't have no hair. Things are changing, what I'm trying to tell you. And so, and so, and so here in our text, when the south winds change, it changed to a destructive wind. And it tossed that ship so much that the captain couldn't control it. How many things in our lives have been tossed so that we can't control it? We, 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 we want to holler, but, but it's out of control because we listen to the south winds. We, we didn't heed the, the, the man of God or the word of God or the way of God. We just wanted to do what we wanted to do, listening to the south winds. And then all of a sudden, those south winds change. And it becomes a destructive wind. And, and now we can't handle it. Just like that little baby. You can handle that little baby when it's small. But you let that child grow up. 13, 14, 15. Next thing they knew, Sister Claire, you talked about it in the domestic violence uh, presentation. Next thing they want to go upside your head. If you would, if you would handle it when the south winds and, 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 and control how you can control it, then you're a lot better off. But it comes a point in life where, where, where things will be thrown at you and now you just can't handle it. Marcus said it in Bible class this morning. Then we come to the church and say, y'all, will y'all please pray? We're going to pray for you. But I'm trying to get you to understand it would be a lot better if you listen to the south winds early on. How many of you have just turned your life loose and, and let it go? How many of you have goals and dreams that you've just given up on and let go? I don't care no more. I'm just, I'm just in the hands of faith. No, you're in the hands of a just God. And that's who you should be listening to. And so, and so they were out on the ship. And when, you need to read this 27th chapter, but when, when the winds changed, Cliff, it just broke that ship up into pieces. It broke and shattered that ship. How many lives are shattered this morning? Because we didn't listen to the south wind. When that ship broke into pieces, Paul said, don't worry. So that's the thing about God. God can bring you from the guttermost to the uttermost. He can bring you from nowhere to somewhere. Paul said, even though the situation is bad, don't worry about it. God's got you. So Paul said, every man, it's in the text, every man grab a piece. Every man grab a piece. See, God put safety in a piece. God put security in a piece. God put salvation in a piece. God can work with just a piece. I know, I know how long we had to deal with pieces as a culture of people. If anybody knows about making it on pieces, black folks know about making it. We've always had to deal with pieces. 
never could have a whole hog just a piece. Never could have new just a piece. Talk about our history. Never could have the whole just a a piece here and a piece there. There was a time when we couldn't have a whole school year just a piece. Couldn't have new textbooks just a piece. Oh, I remember that in my lifetime. Never knew always a piece. A piece of clothes. I grew up in an environment where we didn't know what new was. Hand-me-downs, David. Shoes. When the soul went out of them. When the soul went out of shoes, we put cardboard in the bottom of the shoes. Shine up on the top. Just a piece. Piece of food. Just some chicken. My mother must have known 13 to 15 different ways to prepare chicken. You have fried chicken, and then she'd put it in there and bake it, and then she would stew it and have chicken soup and, 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 and chicken salad. I mean, just a piece. Piece of this and a piece of that. But you know, there's something about those pieces that helped kept us relying on God. You see, when we have it too good, sometimes what happens, we start listening to the south winds instead of listening to God, and we don't rely on God, and next thing you know, our lives are shattered. That's why Paul said, don't worry, just grab a piece. Because it was according to God's plan. Verse 31 says, except these abide in the ship. Except they abide in the ship. The old ship of Zion, the church. Except you abide in the ship. Except you abide in the ship. You can't be saved. In other words, Paul was saying, don't abandon the ship. I know what we're dealing with. I know exactly what we're dealing with. I'm the man of God. Just listen. If you just stay in the ship. You won't be lost. But you can't be saved unless you abide in the ship. Look at this. Because of Paul, because of Paul, 276 people are going to be saved. Well, I stopped by this morning, Central Point, to let you know that a lot of people are going to be blessed because of you. You may be the only one in your house who is a child of God. You may be the only member of your family that understands truth and faith. You may be the only one praying to God. You may be the only one studying your Bible. You see, things don't look to us like they look to God. You see, the children of Israel, they saw this massive Red Sea. But God saw an expressway. The hungry multitude on the mountainside, all they saw was a little boy with his lunch bucket, two fish and five barley loaves. But God saw a restaurant. When we look at Calvary, we see a dog day. We see Black Friday. We see a crucified Christ. But when God looked at Calvary, he saw justification. He saw sanctification. He saw glorification. He saw grace and atonement. He saw mercy and a second chance. And then, and then somebody 
sat down, Dorothy, and they penned the words, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the burdens of my heart rolled away. Then somebody wrote, Jesus, keep me near the cross. God can work with just a peace. Question this morning is, what kind of peace do you have? P-I-E-C-E, peace. Some things you just have to trust God and not worry about. See, we can't do everything because we don't have all control. But sometimes when we operate in the sphere of obedience to God, we have to just step back and let God handle some situation. But it's amazing to me how scared, how scared and how fearful we get when we are out on the ship of our lives and see it being broken into pieces. Maybe it's your marriage. You don't feel like it's the right mate. Maybe it's your job. You don't feel like you've got the promotion or the, or the raises that you think you ought to get. Maybe it's your lifestyle, your cars and your clothes and your creature comforts. But when you trust in God and you operate in the storm with peace, P-E-A-C-E, God says you're going to be all right. Even if all you have left is one peace, one P-I-E-C-E. Every man had a peace. So my encouragement to you, go help Stephanie, please. Uh, outside. My encouragement to you, even if all you have left is a peace, take your peace and trust God. And he'll help you to deal with your storms of life. And then... As I hasten to a close, the Bible says in Philippians 4 and verse number 7, says the peace, P-E-A-C-E, of God that surpasses all understanding. That word peace, P-E-A-C-E, is from the same Greek word that we get our word referee. You see, it simply means that we don't make the call. When you're in baseball or football or, or a basketball cliff, sometimes you make a call, Cliff, but the other folks don't agree with the call, but you know it's the right call. You know what it is, it's the right call, and so they have to deal with that call. They might as well sit down and cool their jets because you made the call. And so when it deals with with peace. He's dealing with the idea of a referee. That God makes the call. And God's call to Paul and those 276 people, don't worry about the storm. Don't worry about the ship breaking into pieces. Don't worry if you can't swim. I came here to tell you this morning, sometimes when God makes a call in your life, It doesn't look right to you. But don't worry about how it looks. Just trust God. You, you, you see things don't look to us like 
they look to God. And so you take your peace. Maybe your peace is you you have a husband that you, you, you think that you don't deserve. Or, or the wife that you think that you deserve. Or the mother that you feel like you need. Or the father that you feel like is a role model that you want. You, you, you feel like, you feel like you don't have the education that you desire. Maybe you can't go to the University of Illinois or Illinois State University or Bradley or Northwestern. Maybe you have to go to Heartland Community College. Take your peace and operate with your peace. And maybe you don't feel like you know enough to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ and to be baptized. But if you know that God has promised to build one church, that he died for it and that he's coming back to get it. You need to be a member of it. Because salvation is in that church. Maybe you feel like, well, just a few folks on the corner here. You feel like that little old building there and on and on. But don't be deceived by the south wind. Big crowd. I don't have anything against big crowds, but those are the south winds. Right. Elaborate buildings. I love elaborate buildings, but that's the south wind. Uh-huh. Charismatic choirs. Nothing wrong with that, but that's the south wind. Uh-huh. Sunday morning fashion show. The south wind. Right. You need to focus on what the will of the Lord is. Right. For you to realize that you're lost and you need a savior. For you to realize that Christ is that Savior. For you to realize that He built His church. Not my church, not your church, but His church. You need to realize that we must be a member of the church that Christ built. Because He's coming back to get it one day. You need to realize that hell is too hot. And eternity is too long for us not to, not to, for us to to, to, not to prepare ourselves for the, for the hereafter. Uh-huh. That today is the day of salvation. Uh-huh. And right now is the acceptable time. Uh-huh. Now I want to just appeal to your heart this morning. Be careful of the south winds. Because the south winds will cause you to take life nonchalantly. The south winds will cause you to not be serious about your soul's salvation. The south winds will cause you to rationalize, oh, it's okay for me to, for me to skip Bible study. It's okay for me to come to church when I get ready. It's okay. I've had, literally had somebody to say to me, I'm three times seven. In other words, you can't tell me what to do. I can't, but God can. God can tell you what to do. And if you keep listening to those south winds, I promise you, your life is going to shatter. I promise you, it's going to get out of control and you can't handle it. And you can't handle life in and of and by yourself. You need the grace of God. You need the mercy of God. You need the goodness of God in your life as much as I need it in my life. 
I was telling somebody, I was telling the football team this, this week. I was going along smoothly, Cliff, you know, been doing a little going. I was in Michigan. I was in Indianapolis two or three times. I was in St. Louis. You know, everything was going smooth. And then, boom, my daughter's got to go into surgery. If y'all know me, those that know me, and sign you my heart. Yeah, not the Marcusism, but Sonya's got, you know, she's not a chug. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, all of a sudden, and Cliff, that bothered me. It's not often that I go and stay somewhere almost three weeks like that. You know, I feel like my schedule don't allow me to do that. But I was there, looking out for my little, even Marcus. Him and his family drove down there. My wife is still there. You know what I'm saying is, it's, 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 life is changing, is what I'm saying. It's a changing thing. And you can't predict the future. And so, my message this morning is, you have to be careful listening to the south winds. Things that look innocent. Things that look, well, you know what we rationalize? Well, ain't nothing wrong with it. Yes, it is. You're listening to the wrong thing. You better be listening to the voice of God. And God is the only one that controls your destiny. You can't control your destiny in and of yourself. Now, you can make preparations, but you can't control your destiny. That's why we need God. Seek ye, seek ye third the kingdom of heaven. Seek ye what? First the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And then guess what the other part of that equation is? What is it, Holly? Oh, thank you, Terry. All these other things. So in other words, don't be listening to the south winds. Listening to the God winds. And if you listen to the God wind, God say, I'll hook you up with everything you need. And a lot of things you want. But if we disregard God and say, well, I'm just going to do because it feels good to me. That's the south wind. And see, when those south winds turn into destructive winds, then we got a problem. We got a problem. Marcus said it in Sunday school this morning. We go through all these things and, and, and how much do we have to go through for God to teach us a lesson and get our, get our, get our attention? And we go through it two or three times, Jalen, and the next thing we do, we come back, and you know who we come back to, right? Come back to the church. To the Lord's church. And say, I need help. Now, we are obligated to help you and to pray for you and to be a benefit to you. But wouldn't it be so much easier if you learn, what's the use of going through something if you don't learn something from it? I mean, what's the use of going through difficulties and problems if we don't learn something? And so, you remember Peter when he was out there uh, on the water and Jesus came to him. And he said, Lord, if, if it be you, just bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. As long as Peter's eyes was focused on Jesus, he was able to walk on the water. But when he got distracted and looked down, then he began to say, but look what Peter said. You know what he said? Lord, save me. Lord, have mercy. That's what happens when we get distracted by the south wind. And so, and so my message is, just be careful of the south wind because they can do you damage. It's so much better while we have some reasonable control of what the decisions we're making is to make good decisions because 
when we make bad decisions, David, guess what happens? Then it is ten times hard to, to turn that thing around. And the next thing we know is like that ship that Paul was on. Our lives are broken into pieces. Now, it's not, it's not that we can't survive it because they survived. Paul said, everybody grab a piece. I don't know what your piece is this morning. But if your life is broken, grab hold to your peace and trust God, even in the midst of your storm. If you're not a member of his church, this is how you do it. You hear his word. That's the first thing, is to hear his word. And then you've got to believe the word of God. You can't just let it come out and go in one ear and come out the other. You've got to believe in the word of God. The Bible said, we covered it in Sunday school this morning. Faith, that's unquestionable belief in God. It's a belief system. So now then, faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God. And the Hebrew writer says, faith is the substance of things not seen. And the uh, 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 faith is the substance, help me out, things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then he says in verse 6, it's impossible without faith. It's impossible to please God. What does that faith cause me to do? That faith causes me to change some things. Stop listening to those south winds. Change some things in my life. That turnaround is called repentance. And then that faith causes us to have courage. Courage that we can openly acknowledge that I believe that Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son. And that faith will cause me to reenact Christ's death, burial, and resurrection by being buried in the watery grave of baptism for the forgiveness or remission of my sin. To rise, to walk in the newness of life. And when you do that, God says in Acts 2 and verse number uh, 38 that he'll give you his spirit. His spirit will help to guide you even in the midst of your storm. And then he'll add you, verse number 47 of Acts 2, he'll add you to his family, to his church. And then even in the midst of our storms, in the midst of our storms, even if all you've got is a peace, God can work with you with your peace. And he can take you to safety. That's a pretty good deal, wouldn't you say? No matter how rough the situation, we've got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Be underneath the shadows of his wings and continue to be wrapped in his grace. I read somewhere where he says, my grace is sufficient. So if we just operate in our lives and not listen to the, to the south wind, but listen to the voice of God. God will see us through whatever the circumstance of our life are. You may be here and you need to become a part of God's family. We give you that opportunity right now. You can come. You can take your confession. And you can become a member of the Lord's church today. And maybe you've been listening to the south winds. You're already saved, but you've been listening to the south winds. Maybe it's time for you to change and stop listening to the south winds. Why don't you come down and let us pray with you and for you. The Bible still says the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. If you're here and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, as we together stand, come and let us pray with you and for you. Mm-hmm.